0: (laughs) Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Slowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, the Lakers are back, and unfortunately so is sometimes here, sometimes not here, Anthony Davis. Let's get to it. Well, welcome back to the Lakers season, or to Lakers basketball. Uh, The Lakers open up their season with a double-digit loss to the uh, Golden State. The Denver Nuggets, 119 to 107, was your final. Uh, Nikola Jokic was the best player on the court, as you would probably expect. He's the best player in the world. 29 points, 13 boards, 11 assists, 12 of 22 from the field, 3 of 5 from three-point range, 2 of 4 from the free-throw line. Essentially the line that I think Darvin Ham has envisioned for Anthony Davis. Um, Unfortunately, Anthony Davis felt like playing half of a basketball game uh in one half you would say 17 points uh you know eight rebounds four assists two blocks you know six of 17 from the field you would say like hey that's a, that's a good half of basketball and that's all that Anthony Davis really played that's all he felt like playing um there are some theories for for what might have been going on there i i do think it's a collective issue um that once again here we are where the lakers uh will just like forget that he is on the court um, I think some of that is D'Angelo Russell's problem. I think some of that is just a collective problem. But I also think it's an Anthony Davis problem. Like, this has been an issue for long enough now to where, like, yeah, um, AD needs to go in there and break some skulls and remind people, hey, hello, Jokic is in foul trouble. Can we uh, can we get some touches? You know, um, yeah, it's that was a frustrating aspect of it. Um, but I, I think, to me, the bigger takeaway here and and we'll get to macro and micro macro and micro takeaways um, here in a little bit. But to me, the biggest takeaway, the thing that I just kept thinking over the course of the game is, good God, Denver is good. They are really effing good. They are a very talented group. That starting five plays perfectly uh, together. They executed their asses off down the stretch of that game. Just could not be stopped. And and even on those instances where the Lakers like forced a jumper. Um, you had Aaron Gordon creating extra, extra opportunities. Uh, Michael Porter jr. Caught fire in the second half. And when he is shooting well, and when KCP is going eight of 12 from the field, like you just are not beating them period. And you certainly aren't beating them on a night where, you know, two of your three point guards, D'Angelo Russell and Gabe Vincent might as well have been playing for the other team. It was uh it was a tough one for those guys, but I, I. I, I think even before I get to like some criticisms here of the Lakers, I think you have to start by crediting the Denver Nuggets. They are excellent. They are the reigning champs. They look very good. And um, I thought Michael Malone did a good job of staggering his stars so that that bench unit can kind of come along slowly this season. Um, that appears to be their goal here. And, and uh, it, you know, it, it started well enough here. Um, I look, we could talk about refereeing, but the Lakers lost by double digits. So there isn't much that I'm going to say there that isn't going to sound just like whining. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I did think that there was a weirdly refereed game. Uh, Jamal Murray kept getting off ball fouls called for him. I, I don't think, I think LeBron finally shot free throws late in the game. Yeah, he, he shot one free throw on the night, uh, in a game that he shot 10 of 16 from the field, a lot of his attempts coming at the rim. It was just, you know, it was a weird game uh, in, in terms of officiating, but uh, at, at the end of the day, the Nuggets were just flat out better. I do though, I do have to start with AD. And and the reason I want to start with AD isn't just because I'm going to criticize the guy, but also because I think a lot of the issues can be encapsulated in that conversation about him, right? So, for one thing, Ad needs to demand the ball. He was doing a very good job of it in the first half. He was doing a very good job of attacking in the first half. Um, I also think though, that he wore down because the Lakers essentially like their approach with Jokic here was Jokic is going to have to score if the Nuggets are going to keep up with us offensively. And uh, I think, you know, that's why you saw in the first half, Jokic didn't have as many assists. He, those picked up later in the, in the second half, but that involved, unfortunately, a lot of AD defending Jokic on an island. And Jokic just kept backing him down. He kept leaning on him, even on spots where Jokic missed a jumper or missed a jump hook or something like that. He was right there in position to get offensive rebounds because, you know, AD is giving up a good, I don't know, looked like 30, 40 pounds to Jokic in that matchup. And, and Jokic uses every single one of those pounds while he's playing. And then, you know, the other part of it too is, Jokic, he doesn't look like it. I always joke that he looks like he's playing with, the, with a, a, a chest cold um, with the way that he breathes through his mouth and all that stuff. And he's always looks kind of pink and he looks kind of flabby and all that. But he is always in excellent shape. And, and I just thought in this one, he really wore Anthony Davis down. Um, you know, it really doesn't help when AD and another center are out there and you still have AD doing the center stuff um, defensively it's just, you know, it's, it's a tough matchup for, for AD here. And, and I thought it really kind of took its toll on, on Davis down the stretch of the game. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I think when we talk about AD beyond the, the obvious criticisms that you can have of the guy, I thought Russell played a really poor game. And part of that was how often he was, you know, seemingly, you know, forcing himself to get into a rhythm. And I just, on a team that is off- offensively as talented as the as the Lakers are, no player should ever feel like they have to force themselves into a rhythm. And and if anybody is going to have to like force the issue, or if anybody should have the issue forced forced for them, it's Anthony effing Davis, not D'Angelo effing Russell. Uh, so in, in this one, I you know Russell, you look at his you look at his uh, line here: uh, eleven points on four of twelve. Uh, shooting two of five from three point range. Uh, w- only one of two from the free throw line did have seven assists, uh, but he did also have three turnovers. And yeah, I just, you know, it seemed like when the Lakers were on a bit of a run and he does this right when he's playing well, he is very good at, at making the shot that forces a timeout. Right. And, and really bumps up a run, but in this case, the Lakers would be on a run, and he would think it was time for him to take that shot to force the timeout. And he just kept missing him, or he kept forcing bad, uh, bad decisions there. And unfortunately, it you know, I I really think you know in this five out uh, approach that the Lakers are taking it is a much more collective approach. You do have to be, you know, a lot more. You know, you always hear the th- the phrase on a string defensively. But with this, with this approach offensively, you know, you, you can't have guys just going rogue like that. It throws everything off. And, and I I just think that Russell, um, you know, all things considered was probably the worst player in this game. And it was the worst version of him It's a bummer to see given how, uh, you know, thrilled I was with his, with his preseason. But I, I, I thought that this was about as bad a game as, as he could play in this spot and and look um he's a human being and he he said all the right things about how this is just another game blah 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 but michael malone said stuff about him that opposing coaches just don't normally say about their competition and i think that probably stuck with russell and i think he probably wanted to, to make a point here and unfortunately he kind of sort of helped make michael malone's point um and and rather than like you know showing him in any real way so i I think that was, that was a tough one. I thought that, you know, he kind of took Austin Reeves out of, out of some rhythm with how often, you know, those guys play together and how often Russell was really forcing stuff for himself. Um, I, it was just, it was, it was tough. And, and, um, you know, the Lakers were really kind of leaning on Russell with that second group. And I get it because Gabe Vincent isn't really a natural creator. And, um, and that, you know, was hit and miss but more miss than hit um and 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 against this denver team if you aren't beating their their bench if you aren't outstripping them when jokic is on on the bench you're really kind of screwed and 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 the lakers really were here uh i do want to talk about gabe vincent i'm not worried per se. I'm not worried about anything coming out of this one. Denver is really effing good. I think they are the best team in the league this year, but uh, when it does pertain to, or as, as it pertains to uh, Gabe Vincent, I thought we really kind of saw some of the, the concerns that I had with him when the Lakers signed him in that, you know, he, he didn't really generate a ton of space for himself. And now he also very clearly looked like he had some rust to shake off, um, both in terms of his shooting. Remember, though, like you know, what he shot in the playoffs was very much an outlier for him. Um, but his shooting, his again ability to create space, even defensively, he kept on drawing a bunch of fouls. I think he finished the game, he committed three fouls on the night and for a guard. That's a little high. Um, even, even considering that the the referees just decided nobody could look at Jamal Murray. Um, I thought that he was, it was just like, I, I, I would imagine we're going to look back on this and say, this is one of the worst games that gave Vincent place for the Lakers this year. At least I hope so. Can't get much worse. I don't think than this. Um, again, he finishes the game, uh, with six points, three of eight shooting, couple assists, minus 17 on the night. And when he was out there, the Lakers just kind of looked out of sorts. And, um, you know, I I said it during the playback, which, by the way, uh, if you want to watch games with us, uh, subscribe to us at, I think it's playback.tv slash Lakers Lounge is where you can find us. And we can watch these games together over the course of the season. But um, I, I, I said that for a point guard especially, it is very difficult to pick up rhythm on a brand new team without much of a preseason. And I thought this game very much looked like that for Vincent. So that's why I'm not really like worried per se moving forward. I do think it's going to get better just because it has to, but uh, I, I do kind of, there were some questions about him coming into this, this season. Um, he is small, so he isn't going to be like, and, and he doesn't have the quickest feet. So, you know, some of his defense, he's not going to be shrewder. And if he's not going to be shrewder and he isn't, you know, defensively and, and he also isn't hitting knockdown, uh, you know, open threes, then, uh, you know, what do you, <laughs> it's the meme, right? What, what do you, uh, what exactly is it that you do here? Um, And it was one of those games for him. So uh, I, I thought, you know, when you, when you look at like the game in it's in its totality and why it went the way that it did, Anthony Davis disappearing the way that he did. D'Angelo Russell playing the way that he did, and then behind Russell being Gabe and and, and him playing the way that he did, that's just way too much to overcome without LeBron going nuclear and without, you know, Austin Reeves going nuclear. There just isn't enough to make up for all of those things on the road against a pumped team in a pumped arena. Um, And that's how, that's, you know, the game went as you would expect with all of that going on. Let's get to some of what I liked. Um, and yeah, the Lakers lost by double digits. So you're not going to like as much as you liked, but there is still plenty. I think for one thing, LeBron looked incredible. Like, uh, he was getting to the basket at will should have gotten to the free throw uh, line a lot more. I thought, um, now Darvin ham did say after the game, he was asked about the 29 minutes that LeBron played here and whether that's going to be the trend here moving forward he did say that that is going to be the case, which makes it all the more important that this becomes an Anthony Davis team. Um, If, if LeBron is going to be playing less than 30 minutes a night, that is a lot of time that like you need more creation out there. Um, Whether that comes in the form of pick and rolls where Anthony Davis is, is a wrecker of worlds, whether that comes in the form of Austin Reeves running the second unit and not D'Angelo Russell. Um, So a, a, a follower on Twitter did make a, a you know have a good question as far as Reeves goes if they were really kind of easing him into it it kind of looked like it but I I also think though like Russell calling his number his own number as often as he did kind of hurt there as well but um but yeah as it pertains to LeBron looked very 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 good and uh if that's the LeBron that they're somehow gonna get in year 21 in his year 39 season, Uh, good Lord. That is just incredible. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of curious what he's going to have to say about that game, what he's going to have to say about AD not scoring in the second half. Um, because if, again, I I just said it and and it's worth repeating a bunch, if LeBron is only going to play, you know, 29 minutes a night, and if he isn't going to get to 30 minutes a night on, on, on a nightly basis, A.D. has to be special, and I know it's a lot to ask of him to be the kind of defender that he is and also carry that burden um, offensively, but he needs to carry more of a burden in that second half, and it's a combination of him needing to, to assert himself and and yell at, you know, Matt, Matt remember Shaq, like for those of you who are, you know, slightly older or whatever, but but when Shaq was a Laker or when Shaq played or, or for any basically great big, if you aren't getting that player the ball, great bigs make it known that that cannot continue. And, and if if LeBron is going to be kind of limited to only 30 minutes a night or less than 30 minutes a night, then AD has to be that kind of a special big for the Lakers to really reach their, their, their pinnacle, like their, their optimal ceiling, Um, at least in the regular season, things change in the postseason and stuff like that. And again, you're not going to be playing these Denver nuggets on a nightly basis. Um, But it is good to see that when LeBron really does reach back to fire his fastball, he very much still has it. Uh, All right. So, the next thing that I liked here kind of surprised me, frankly, but I thought we got a lot of good things from Christian wood. I thought we got a lot of good things from cam reddish. Um, I thought reddish really competed defensively. Um, I think ham wanted to put some length on Jamal Murray. Um, Now reddish is not as, you know, great when it comes to like chasing around screens and all of that stuff. But um, I thought for what he was asked to do, I thought Cam Reddish acquitted himself quite well, um, well enough that I think he's going to continue to, you know, get more looks um, until he doesn't do that consistently. And, and at that point, I think it would be uh, Max Christie getting those minutes. Um, and then I also, like I said, Christian Wood, uh, you know, he is, if you look at his PlayStation controller, all of his buttons say shoot at the top of it. Um, he is not a ball mover. He is not really a screener. he he exists on offense for one thing and one thing only. but he also competed and and I thought that um i I, I thought he was, you know, given my preseason or my expectations coming off of the preseason, uh, would very much exceeded those expectations. so um i I, you know, from those two guys' perspective, pleasantly surprised, not thrilled or wasn't thrilled necessarily that, Uh, that Reddish got those minutes over Christie, but if he is going to get those minutes and he plays well, then it continues to make some sense that the Lakers would do clutch a favor. Wait, who said that? Wow. That is just irresponsible. Um, beyond that though, again, it's one of 82, Literally, the first game of '82 that the Lakers are going to play here this regular season. Again, the final here um, in Denver being 119 to 107, and uh, you know you look at the, the the type of game that you know the, the Nuggets played. You look at their numbers, right? Aaron Gordon, 15 points, knocks down a three, seven rebounds, five assists, um, a block, and a couple steals. The perfect Aaron Gordon game. Michael Porter Jr. struggles in the first half, catches fire in the second, winds up with 12 points, 12 boards, couple assists, couple of steals. Um, you know, that's if that's a bad game for him, then that's a perfectly fine, especially given the way that he shot down the stretch. Nuggets would even take that as a bad game. Jokic was Jokic. Jamal Murray was Jamal Murray, 21 points on on eight of 13 from the floor um, with to go with six assists and only one turnover. And then KCP was just a freaking flamethrower out there. Asshole 20 points from KCP against his former team uh, on eight of 12 shooting two of three from the three point line. Just felt like every time the Lakers were making a bit of a a, a run there, it was a KCP shot. It was a a Jamal Murray shot. It was a Aaron Gordon offensive rebound and the nuggets. Just really kind of took advantage of those things. And, you know, the bench was about what I expected, right? Like Zeke Nagy was kind of garbage out there. Christian Brown made some plays, um, but he finishes the, the game, uh, with, with five points on, on two of five shooting, um, looks perpetually surprised when he gets the ball wide open under the basket. Um, Reggie Jackson, he played pretty well, uh, eight points again, o- only on uh three of eight shooting. So like the bench from Denver like, kind of did what I thought they would do, which is that the Lakers bench was just also not great, where uh, Rui Hachimura played pretty poorly, already talked about Gabe Vincent, um, and, and Jackson Hayes went out there, and, and he didn't look very good either in his minutes before Wood eventually got out there. Interesting that Hayes got minutes before Wood Though after Wood outplayed Hayes, Wood got the, the the minutes in the second half. Hayes didn't play in the second half there. And uh and yeah, it was just this is how a Nuggets win is going to look against this Lakers team. And um yeah, beyond that, there isn't really much to say. Although I do think again, there is a, a it's worth like spending a little extra time on Rui. So I apparently caught some heat on YouTube. <laughs> There's a comment there uh, saying that I was unfair to Rui or whatever. Um, though I did have a conversation with with Pete about this, and and in having conversations, you know, either on there or off, about Rui, I was a little nervous uh, from what I saw um, from him in the preseason, where he basically solely existed to be a release valve. And I just don't think that is the best way to uh, utilize him on the offensive side of the court. And, and the other thing too, when you are just basically operating as the re- release valve and you're doing a lot of standing offensively, then you start to form a habit within the game of just standing around defensively. And I just didn't think he ever looked very good out there on the court. And I would like to see the Lakers find some way to get him the ball while he's moving to put him in, in pick and roll or, or dribble handoff kinds of situations. Um, get him the ball earlier in the shot clock where he has options and he doesn't feel like he has to get the ball up on the rim. I just, you know, he was too big a part of their postseason success last year to basically no show in the way that he did in this game. And, and, and again, not really look that great in the preseason. Um, I know that he probably is is not thrilled that Prince won out the, the starting gig from him, but he does still have to be a professional. He does still have to show up and anchor that, that second unit, especially on a night where Gabe Vincent doesn't have it going. And, and again, like when you look at why that second unit would succeed, it would be because Gabe Vincent plays decent and, and uh, Rui plays decent. Neither of those guys did that. And that's why the Lakers bench, which is more talented than the Denver bench, just, you know, got outplayed and didn't do uh, what they needed to do for the Lakers starters to have a real viable shot to uh, take on the Nuggets starters. So, um, again, nothing from this has me particularly concerned moving forward. Though, if there was one thing that I am starting to, take note of it's the utilization of Rui and and how it doesn't seem to be doing him any real favors. All right, let's really quickly go through the uh the comments here to see if I miss anything, any questions or whatever, but yeah, I'm just kind of looking through um you know, that probably sums that up, coding saying that 80 uh, was trash today. I thought he looked great in the first half. I thought he competed I know some people were concerned with the uh, low rebound total. The Lakers are playing five out. That's going to impact his offensive rebounding. And then he's also guarding Jokic, which your focus is going to be contesting and then boxing out. That's not going to help your, your rebounding numbers very much. Um, But in the second half, like you do have to just be better than, than he showed. And, and yeah, like, you know, very difficult to defend AD any longer. The Nuggets basically didn't have to. Um, the uh, the next one here coming from, again, coding, Ham keeping Bron and D'Lo on the bench was a problem. Um, well, look, I think keeping LeBron on the bench is going to be kind of a story this year. Um, this will be, if, if, if LeBron does play less than 30 minutes a night, that'll be easily the least he's played in <laughs> a couple decades or so. And and for a LeBron team to even while he's around carry upwards of you know twenty minutes or so of non-LeBron minutes that is a lot to ask and D'Lo has to be better Reeves has to be uh, better and 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 AD has to be better um, if those guys don't rise to that occasion don't rise to that challenge and yeah that's again not worried per se. But that would be a problem uh here moving forward. Um, another good note here here from Alexis saying that the guards didn't really shoot well. Yeah. The again, the, the Nuggets were making every big shot, and the Lakers felt like they were missing. They would get to like six points or so, and they would have an opportunity to either hit, hit a three, to cut that to three, right? Or or they would be down by three and they could tie the game, but never quite got there. And you know, Phil Jackson always used to say in, in a game like this. You do so much fighting to get back into it that that little extra energy that it takes to really climb that climb over the top of the hill and take the lead winds up being too much to ask. And 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 that the, tonight's game uh, really felt a lot like that. Um, let's see, I will say, you know, Alexis does make a good point to be fair to D'Angelo Russell. I did think he competed better on defense uh, than, um, you know, than he did in, in, in the postseason last year it's kind of weird to say that like he was fine defensively, but atrocious offensively. And that's kind of why he played himself off of the court. It's a super weird game for him. And one that I think he, uh, he can very easily bounce back from. Um, Let's see. I'm going to look through this. Yeah, I would say, um, I would say that that would just about do it here for, uh, for this one. One last question here from Uh, Alexis asking what I thought of Reddish's defense. I thought he competed. I thought he was fine um, on that side of it. He's super, like I've said this, since the Lakers got him, since he entered the league, right? He is very gifted physically. He's one of those guys that you look at and you say, like that guy should be a very good defender. And by the way, this is where I always say, I always kind of look to, uh, I, I always look to incentives for what i think is going to happen there and in his case he is fighting for his nba career now and if he is going to save that career he is going to have to welcome competing on the defensive side he's going to have to welcome doing more of the little things than i think he was expecting when he came into the league as a top 10 player or top 10 draft pick whatever wherever he was taken I think he was taking seventh i think um maybe even higher but uh yeah i think i i liked what i saw from him in this one uh, for the most part struggled right when he got into the game, but I thought kind of picked things up over the course of it. But I will say, and this is a good question here from um, Benji uh, would Vando crack the starting rotation. No, I think I would still start uh Torian Prince, but in a game like this, it would have been nice to have Vanderbilt to throw at Jamal Murray or to throw it at <laughs> weirdly enough KCP to get those guys out of uh, the rhythm that they were in offensively. And yeah, you know, I know that that was essentially how they tried to utilize Cam Reddish, but Vanderbilt was just better at that. And, and, and I think that would help. And then the other thing too, with Vanderbilt, um, the Lakers, you know, I think could have really utilized, uh, I, I'd, I'd have to look at the, the rebounding totals here. I think the Lakers did wind up grabbing more rebounds, barely it's 44 to 42, but, um, I thought that the Lakers could have utilized a couple extra offensive rebounds, could have, you know, some of those runs that were snapped, you know, those those baskets came on like second chance opportunities and you have Vanderbilt out there, he can certainly utilize his athleticism to to help avoiding some of that. But um yeah, I think uh you know, it, this game made it pretty clear that even given some of the questions about, you know, the amount of guys that the Lakers have at the wing, there is still very clearly a need for Jared Vanderbilt's skill set, which, again, makes it all the more important. Hey, bud, please get healthy. Please come back. (laughs) Come back. Um, But yeah, that'll, and I think that'll be, uh, that'll just about wrap it up. All right. Uh, for those who missed it, I hope you guys do wind up checking out the show that I did with Pete and with Harrison uh, earlier this week where we, uh, you know, broke down the preseason and previewed the rest of this season. Always have a blast talking to those guys and uh, desperately missed it in those couple years that we were contractually not allowed uh, to record with each other this injured in, in this industry. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was thrilled to get back and, and do that. Um, one point that I made in that show that I think has aged pretty well was that Anthony Davis cannot disappear offensively. Um, and he did in this one. And I thought that the first and second half's offense was kind of night and day because of that. Um, again, the problem was the defense. They gave up 119 points, but, uh, yeah, AD needs to. AD, you cannot have games like this where AD just goes away. Um, especially if this is the role that it, you know LeBron is going to be playing on this team. Um, and by the way, it's the natural, like, that's how things should go. LeBron is gonna be 39 this year and he's in year 21. He should have handed the baton off to Anthony Davis by now, but they're still running um, around the, the track at this point where like ad is like running like this and he's just like staying just ahead of, of lebron and, and lebron is like come on man take it take it take it here and he's like ah uh, you know well maybe we'll see and, LeBron's like, take it, go, take and we're all kind of screaming at Anthony Davis like take the baton man do it uh but but i don't i don't know if it's uh if this game is any indication then he's gonna be he's gonna have to be better um but all right until the next time i'm anthony Irwin, saying have a great rest of your day Make somebody else's, and I'll talk to you. Take the baton!